0: One, and welcome to this special two part episode, the Menopause One, of the Women Talking About Learning podcast. I'm Andrew Jacobs. For this episode, we put a shout out for guests and we were inundated with loads of women wanting to talk about this often overlooked subject, which was quite frankly amazing. We've decided to split this episode into two parts. Part one, which you'll hear now, is for guests with a personal experience of menopause, and we have two fantastic contributors. Our first guest is Michaela Tabernor. Michaela is Head of Account Management at Strategy Solutions and has spent all her career in client-facing roles that encompasses media and advertising for both sales and learning and development. She also prides herself in managing customer expectations to deliver the highest levels of customer service to all of her clients. Our next guest is Cathy Brennan. Kathy is a financial educator, coach and money mentor with qualifications and experience to back her expertise. She believes financial decisions are the cornerstone in making meaningful change in life, and it's why she founded Resourceful Planner in 2022. This is an outstanding conversation, which we recorded at the beginning of September of 2023. This is women talking about learning. This is Michelle and Cathy talking about the menopause.
1: Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. Michaela, how are you keeping?
2: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. This is um, this is the first podcast I've done, so I'm interested that it's the subject that I'm quite passionate about. I don't know whether "passionate" is the right word, but it's something that's been part of my life for the last nine years. <laughs> so hopefully, I'm coming out of it soon. Um, so yeah, 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 I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, this is my second podcast, so I'm, I'm not an expert but my, the first session that I participated in was on hormonal health. Ah, right. Okay. So, yeah. So very linked. So that's why I, I thought, yeah, let's keep the conversation going.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, um, I know that cause I've, I've had quite a few conversations with, with people at work. I've done some training, um, with, with different, um, colleagues and, and clients, and the one thing that I'm really happy about is that people are talking about it now. People are starting to talk more about it. There's more information out there, um, and it's no longer a, a subject that's kind of pushed under the carpet, is it? I don't know if you found that.
1: Yeah. Well, I totally lacked any awareness whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I uh, after lockdown, um. We had um, a couple of family bereavements and mm-hmm. I went for bereavement counselling. And after the first session, the therapist uh, suggested I go back to my GP. She asked, have you been watching any of the Davina McCall programs? Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, Why? What? what are they about? And she said, I think a lot of your symptoms seem to be perimenopausal and yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that so it took nearly twelve months then to um, have that conversation for me to get educated, find out the information. I went and joined a menopause um, cafe that met in person, and you know was asking questions, and then older female GP put me on medication then, Mm -hmm. and I asked for a second opinion. Of um, GP and another surgery who was a menopause specialist. Yeah. And she explained to me that about the nice guidelines and what the gold standard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Prescription would be, mm-hmm. um, which was the patches.
2: Yeah. And
1: yeah. then the progesterone um, tablets. So, and the estrogen patches then. So it was, you know, it was. Um, quite a journey Mm. and at the same time I was grieving
2: yeah and
1: you know it was quite unwell
2: yeah yeah it's strange to think that it took something like that to actually push you down that road something like bereavement that to push you down that road and I think that's where now the education that's out there the fact that people are talking about it some somebody will should automatically know because it's it's out there it's being spoken about should automatically know that to look out for those symptoms and if you are feeling I don't know whether it's a little bit down whether it's just not yourself which was how mine started then at least they will know there's information out there and straight away the likes of people like Davina McCall um, I, I, I picked her book up um two years ago and I well I think as soon as it came out I got it because I follow her on Instagram and I just think it's a bible (laughs) I just think it's so it's so a lot of the information in there all the stories are stories that you can relate to quite easily Mm -hmm. because when I was first um, diagnosed in 2014 I went to my GP because I'd not been feeling myself I couldn't put I couldn't put a finger on how I was feeling all I knew was I just felt I felt rotten I just didn't feel myself and I just felt poorly all the time and it was so out of character because I'm not a person that gets poorly I'm not a person that suffers with mm-hmm. with with any kind of illness I'd had a hysterectomy when I was 42 in 2008 uh, but they'd left my ovaries, which meant that I, I, I would go into a normal me- menopause. Um, and then obviously in 2014, I started to feel well. So I went to the GP and the GP said to me, yeah, I had a blood test. Yes, you are um, in the menopause, but I don't believe in HRT. So I'm not going to prescribe it. So go to, the, go to your, your local chemist and buy something over the counter. There's plenty of stuff there. And that's what I did for um, quite a few years. I think it was 2019, where I must have been to every chemist, every supermarket, researched every single tablet that was out there that you could buy over the counter, and literally taken every single tablet I could take. And for a period of time, the symptoms were fine. I felt like it was under control. But then there came a point in 2019 when I was I was driving to work and I got stuck in traffic and I was late for an appointment because I was stuck in this traffic and I just burst into tears and I didn't know why I'd burst into tears because like, this is ridiculous. I'm not the kind of person, I'm not an emotional person, I don't get upset easily. So I thought, right, I, I need to go back to the doctor's. And I went back to the doctors, that was 2019, and I saw a lovely doctor. And the the change between that doctor I saw in 2014 that said, I don't believe in HRT, I'm not going to prescribe it, go and buy something over the counter to the lady I saw in 2019. Mm -hmm. She straight away, yes, I'll give you HRT, no problem.
1: It was actually a male GP that um, looked up the NICE guidelines and Took into consideration my second opinion and then prescribed. Yeah. So the the older female GP had recommended a brand called Femiston, which was a tablet. Yeah. And and then when I got the second opinion, that um, GP explained to me that that could take ages. Yeah. You know, it could take such. A, it would be a slow burn. Yes, in yeah. terms of me feeling well, and by that stage I had been off work nine months. Gosh. Yeah. So I didn't have. I didn't have three or six months. I needed to get well. Yeah, yeah. and that's um, and I was aged forty five, um, when I started then to ask my GP, and at that stage, because we were in still in lockdown, it was just telephone consultations. Yeah, yeah. it
2: was really difficult, wasn't
1: it? And I remember, um, her saying, "Well, because you're on the cusp, you know, forty five is." They weren't even going to do a blood test. Mm. But then it's only when you educate yourself. So my, my port of call was Dr. Louise Newson and the Balance app. Mm. And she had a list of symptoms. Yeah. And she said, if you're ticking off more than 8 out of 10, say, for example, then it's symptom-based. So the blood test was saying, no, that, you know, all my levels were fine. Um, but it was the it's funny that you mentioned 2019 because i remember having hot sweats Mm. and i was in the office and i remember in the kitchen and making a coffee or a tea in work saying and someone asked me how old are you Mm. and you know i would have let me say i would have maybe been about 43. so and it's when you try and When you're saying you didn't know what was wrong with you, I couldn't explain what was wrong
2: with me. It was everything. I thought my head was going to explode. It's so nice to hear somebody say that because you literally can't explain the way you feel. It's so, it's just, it's impossible. And and you try, I'm sure a lot of people put off going to see their GP because they don't know how to. Mm-hmm. explain and I I do find it I find it a bit ridiculous that they won't do this blood test and you know that that blood test actually can tell whether somebody's levels are higher whether somebody's levels are lower and yes your levels are high whatever you are it, that you are getting into the menopause I think it's ridiculous that it can be there's got to be an easy way of diagnosing it hasn't it yeah because it's I just, I just think the whole thing's mad that there's no easy way to diagnose it. But
1: so for me, the blood test was irrelevant.
2: Yeah, that's right. But so, so you've got to think: what are other ways yeah. that that it can be diagnosed? And for, all I keep thinking about now is everything that I've gone through, and and the way things have changed over the last nine nine or years, which is how long it's been for me things are, are improving and the more people talk about it the mm-hmm. more awareness there is out there the more groups like you mentioned you went to a menopause cafe the you know the diviners of the world all of that is going to educate the women that are young now that are kind of in their 30s now mm-hmm. know that this is coming so I, I just think it's I think it's brilliant that there's people are talking about it yeah
1: I it was not on my radar whatsoever that I needed to be I needed to um you know pay attention to my hormones yeah you know and I'm still having a cycle when um you look back you know so it was a case of um anxiety depression there was lots of um when I counted up as I started to get well and again um, when I listed out what were the factors the contributing factors there were about 10, mm. 10 items on the list mm, you mm. know we had the pandemic lockdown you know becoming a workaholic working more very irritable anxious depressed grief yeah Um. you know and not being able to you know give the send off to those two loved ones that Mm. they deserved because Mm -hmm. we had limits on funerals and who could attend yeah yeah um and yeah took the bereavement counselor to say i think you need to be speaking to your gp as well um and then i moved on then after eight sessions with the bereavement counselor to do, um, CBT. So cognitive behavioral therapy yeah and I'm quite open about that. I then had, I think about 10 sessions and you know, the learning. I mean, I, I thought that I was an intelligent individual, you know, thoughts aren't facts (laughs) was, (laughs) and then me recognizing that, in order to suppress the stress, you know, that I was feeling then the outlet was, you know, spending and, you know, during, and, and then realizing that I need connection, you know, so that whole situation of being at home and not seeing people, and then looking back, I know that the, I could control work. So I just worked myself into the ground you know so much so that it was irritable and pushing everyone away Mm. i didn't even have time to come to the front door you know i was very irritated why would anyone call to the door during the day when they know that you know so it was just totally i I can see such a sea change in myself now and it was a really difficult two years Mm -hmm. but not having been aware that actually i was I was, things were all starting to cave in maybe, you know, two, three years before that. But I just, so I couldn't separate what was anxiety, what was depression. Were these, you know, just pressures because of my circumstances or was it hormonal? Was it hormonal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because I couldn't see it, a bit like you, Michaela, I had never been off work or, You know, and maybe it was that not that stiff upper lip of, you know, just getting on, you know, you can push through. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not the the answer, because sometimes you just need to take care of yourself.
2: Yeah. And I think once you finally do go make the the appointment and go to the GP, you automatically feel better in yourself because you've taken that step. And I know that when I was uh, prescribed the HRT, and I came back, and that uh, the first tablet, the first prescription I had was was tablet form, and that was in um, 2019. They gave me the lowest the lowest dose you could have, and within within a week, I felt I felt so much better. And you never know whether is, it a, is it a placebo effect the fact that I've finally done something, I've gone to the doctor and I'm, I'm grabbing hold of it. And is that making me feel better himself. And do you know what? If if it was, I didn't care. I just wanted to feel well again and get back, you know, get back to be my normal self. And then I carried on. To, I took the tablets and I was absolutely fine. I felt brilliant. Like I had a new lease of life. My symptoms totally went away completely. And then in 2022, um, Early in 2022, last year, um, my symptoms started to come back again. I thought, oh, are them, all the tablets. Now, I've, as my body got used to them, I've, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm eight, I'm seven, eight years into this process. Because you, again, you read the books and they say it's ten years for some women, but it could be longer. There's no, there's no accurate. Um, figure that says how long it's going to be. So I went back to the doctors again. Um, saw a different doctor and said, "This is the situation. i my symptoms are coming back. I used to get a lot of uh, water infections, and it took me a long time to understand that it was the water infection that was making me feel so poorly and down and and miserable and just just not feeling great about myself." So that's how I recognise if my symptoms are coming back. I'll get a water infection. So I went back to see see a, a GP and I saw a different GP because the doctors are always changing. And she said, "Yeah, we can we can increase your levels." She did a blood test. Did another blood test and said your levels are, are, are high. You 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 you're at your peak. So I can increase your dosage. She says, but I don't want you taking the tablets i'd prefer you to go on the patches have you got any reason why you didn't choose the patches in the first place said i was never offered them said i was only offered the tablet you
1: don't know what you Um, don't know i
2: I said i didn't (laughs) even realize that you know what the patches did so she said i'd be happy to increase your dosage providing i can move you on to patches so she moved me on to patches um and i've been fine on them yeah and i'm just i'm kind of hoping that you know I'm nine years down the road it's is is it coming to end because that's something else as well nobody the one thing that we've been talking about um at work so there's about there's four ladies and we're all of the similar age and we're all going through the menopause and one of the ladies who's actually um our CEO she's just come out of the menopause and she's now talking about how she feels now and she the things that she's saying about I feel like there's a fog been lifted I feel like I'm energized I've got my mojo back and we just sat there and I said nobody ever talks about that nobody everybody talks yes it's fantastic that people are talking it's fantastic that the menopause is a key subject but everybody talks about the the bad things the symptoms of when you're in it how bad the service is that your GP might not prescribe it. Nobody, t- they all talk about that. Nobody talks about what it's like after, and that's a really positive thing to think because if, if at five years in, and again, you don't know how long it's going to last, you, you're talking to somebody that's saying, "Yeah, I came out of it, and I'm energized. I'm, I, you know, I feel like a fog's been lifted. I can string a sentence together." Then for me that's like oh i've got that to look forward to mhm you know bring that on kind of thing yeah and that's the one thing that we've we've been focusing on at work between the four of us talking about what what it's going to be like when we come out of it yeah so maybe that's that's another element to it isn't it
1: yes i mean i certainly you don't realize you've lost your mojo until you get it back
2: you don't I actually I know, had to you look
1: don't. up i had to look cuz someone said it to me it sounds like you've got your mojo back. I thought, mm, that's not a very Northern Irish saying. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was yeah. a Scottish yeah, <laughs> woman yeah. who had said it to me. And then when I looked up um, and I thought, actually, I have. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't know that I had lost it until it came back. So it's just giving you the language. It is, yeah. To, it is. So I didn't have any of the language I just had, my head is going to explode. Yeah. I can't explain. Yeah. You know, and it was going to the menopause cafe that um, you know, so I had been prescribed um anti anxiety and anti depression medication. And then it was the other women at the cafe who explained that that in itself may not be enough. I think mm. they asked, so had you did you not take then um h r t and I said, "Oh no, I haven't um because I'm young." Mm. F- you know, whatever that means. Um, yeah, they they said the blood test was fine and it was them who said about um the balance app and its symptoms and you know some people were quite anti HRT. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, and I like you felt elated when mm. I got that prescription I know, with the yeah. tablet. Yeah. But it was just a friend said to me, Do you know that my sister is the menopause specialist in her GP um clinic? You know, she'll have a chat with you, and she said, "Look, the gold standard is transdermal. You know, it's even even understanding what does this mean. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, know, you
1: want the patches because it goes straight into your bloodstream. hmm And and then she said, you want you want to push for the highest dose first because then if um you're feeling great, you needed that and. And then they can adjust it down. So rather than a slow burn, as I would call it, you know, starting at the lowest and a month later and then another month. And as I say, I had been off work for nine months. So you
2: I wanted something quick. I needed yeah. something
1: fast. Um, and at the same time, I had, um, you know, my three children, my daughters have twin girls and they just turned 12 yesterday. Oh, and right. my son is nine. So I was in the thick of it hmm. you know the children returning back to school and um, then they were undertaking transfer tests um, to go to post-primary school one then had a diagnosis of ADD which is has been um, diagnosed now as ADHD mm-hmm. and then last December um, autism so wow. I, I needed to get yeah I had to be in top
2: form yeah, yeah because
1: Everyone else, you know, was, was depending on me to uh-huh. help them. Yeah. But I actually returned to university. So last year I studied a part-time post-grad and then retrained. Um, and, you know, now to have the certificate actually just arrived this week. In oh, the post. wow. Congratulations. Yeah. And it's, you know, it just goes to show you that, and that's the positive. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I don't think I could ever learn again. And but that cognitive, when you're not well, mm. the cognitive function, you're not going to be able to retain. No. So it's all a step by step process. Yeah. You, you know, whether you're open to taking medication or not, thankfully, we didn't have a, a family history. Yes. Yeah. That's precluded, right. Precluded. Yeah. yeah. But um, the tablet medication actually. Um, another friend went on it and her GP said but you would only be going on that for five years because there are side effects yeah yeah whereas you know so it's you need to be able to make informed decisions definitely definitely but you have to find that you, you have to find out the information but you need to know what to ask
2: yes that's right yeah and I think that's the whole education piece around it isn't it I got um, a text message yesterday from my doctors inviting me to a menopause clinic that's taking place. It's actually next week, which I can't go to because it's in the day. Um, But it's taking place at the local church and they're putting that on. So there's obviously surgeries are putting more stuff on and they are making an effort, aren't they? Which is absolutely brilliant. And I am going to speak to the doctors and say, look, if there's another one, please still send me the text message because I will still go along to it. Because I think it's really important to have that education piece so that you can be kind of armed with as much information as possible. And, you know, the, you mentioned the Davina program on, on the TV, she did such a lot with that program to educate people. And, you know, she kind of had this wave. I mean, it was from her, the program and the book that actually got, the, um, the law changed, didn't they? So they've now introduced this. The HRT is a lot cheaper now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, in Northern Ireland, we don't pay for our prescriptions. Ah, right. So, so okay. So, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So that, um, you know, wasn't a barrier here, but it was it, uh, probably being on that cusp of being 45. Yeah. That seemed to be a barrier for me and then it was well you've a lot on you know it was nearly like dismissing so i had to provide do the research and provide the evidence to say and then they said well we won't object to you starting you Uh know hrt but it's funny that you mention around you know when i think back to you know the period before i eventually said i just you know my head's just going to explode there were you know that book um the body holds the score or there's a there's a book um and I only read it recently but thinking back you know your body sends you indications Mm -hmm. I had urinary tract infections I I had um a small hernia that began to twist you know that I could feel it Um, twisting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you know there were other you know I can't can't think what they were but there were other ailments Mm. that were obviously telling me that you know I was I was becoming unwell physically,
2: yeah,
1: and I ignored them, or I just telephoned and thought, right, okay, so I need to take, you know, a a prescription, or I need to take a cream, or whatever it is, yeah, you know, and and did go and check things out, but your body is indicating to you, you know, and it actually took, it took one evening for my hands, so I had come in for dinner, and. Uh, we were sitting with the children and my husband at the table and they they commented on my hands shaking. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I telephoned the doctor again. You know, I thought it was Parkinson's or something mm, like that. Mm. And then it, when she looked back, she said, you know, this is now the third or fourth time that you've telephoned and y- you need to take time off so you know it was uh, they were saying oh it sounds like you need um just to take a break and whatever it was and i was like oh yes okay well i'll ring up and i will have got quite a busy week this week (laughs) you know and then it just shifted on and you think like that was maybe from october to eventually may that i just kept Kept on going and persevering and thinking, oh well, it'll be you know it'll get better. But actually, it I just had to grind to a halt. Yeah, yeah. And rebuild myself up. Yeah. Physically and mentally. Yeah, yeah. And the, and you know through medication. Um, and I kept on thinking, oh well, I just need a two week holiday. Yeah, and I know, it yeah. was funny. I have a, a a friend who is in the pharmaceutical uh sector. And she said, if your doctor just had to prescribe a two week holiday, you know, wouldn't their life be yeah, so
2: yeah, definitely so easy? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So
1: uh, uh, before I feel that I'm taking everything now. Yeah. But yeah. prior to this, I would I would have reluctantly took paracetamol. Mm, mm. Do you know? So it was that oh, I can fix myself, and it was that mentality. Um, and it took a counselor to say, actually, no, you yeah. Can't. yeah
2: and that's really that's really mad to think and I think there'll be a lot of women out there that will try to oh it's fine I can fix myself I'm not the kind of person that gets ill so this is really unusual I never go to the doctors I'm not going to go to the doctor and you try and just deal with it yourself and it's just not it it's just not doesn't cut it does it and well it's
1: uh, being compassionate think that's what i have learned now Mm. that it's actually uh, self-care isn't selfish yeah so i think about all of the time i had before we had our three children you know so i didn't realize that i needed to look after myself every day and that sounds like so silly to say that i lied yeah yeah but you know, if you went to an exercise class, you know, maybe twice a week and got out for, you know, maybe a walk at the weekend, I thought that was enough. Yeah. I didn't realise that I needed to be present and eat and you know, just yeah. take yeah. care of myself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah, and that, day. That's where the the whole education piece the the I I've commented the quite a few times the women that are in their twenties and their thirties now. I am not gonna say say they're gonna breeze through it because they, they won't, but they'll have more help and support because it's all out there and it's easily. I mean, people just never spoke about it. And yet no. we talk about it now in our workplace because we've got the four women that were kind of all of a similar age. And only a couple of weeks ago, um our CEO just got the four of us together and she said, Look, I'm conscious that what you're going through, let's just all be together, let's work together. If anybody if any of you need to go, look, I need, I need to talk, I need a chat, then let's mm-hmm. come out and let's have a chat. Let's just be in this together. And she's the one that's come out of it. So she's mm-hmm. mindful that she wants to give us as much help as possible. And one of one of the ladies in in the group, she got upset whilst we were talking about it and we just said oh are you, are you okay why, why why is this so upsetting for you? and she says I don't like talking about it she says it really upsets me to think about it and to talk about it and she was genuinely really upset and mm-hmm. we just said oh that that's that's and she's not taking any medication I think she's just trying to get herself through it I don't know the reason why she's not going to do the medication thing but she's just trying to get herself through it but it really upsets her to talk about it and you shouldn't you shouldn't be like that should you because to me talking about it helps it it helps you it helps it it can help anybody I think I just think that's the best thing to do yeah I
1: mean it's just it, it it depends what it's um given rise to in you yourself you know for me the it was a wake-up call mm. that mm. I needed yeah um, in order to you know really enjoy yeah this next phase yeah um, and I'll be 48 this year yeah so I I feel that I'm now back top of my game yeah 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 and y- you can look forward and I'm living more in the present, yeah. and you know, I'm being more vocal yeah. about what I need. Yeah, yeah. You know, at home and from the children, and and they are at an age now where they're starting to menstruate, mm. 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 and you know, it's something that, and even just going in and using public bathrooms now, and yeah. there are period products.
2: Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, they're it all just is. From.
1: It is so open, and it's you know there's nothing to be ashamed of. But for your your work colleague, you know it could be it could be just so emotional.
2: Yeah, well, and yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, I think it is. And is it
1: that loss, that loss of, um, you know, of it's of you, a younger yes. self? So it's it's nearly. I see it really as a time that I have found, whilst it was a difficult journey to go through Mm -hmm. i've come out the other end Mm -hmm. and i've i've realized that you know i shouldn't have been beating myself up yeah because i just needed Mm um a bit more tlc yeah Yeah. you know and and that to come from me and and it's interesting you know those sayings you know you can't pour from an empty cup
2: yeah yes yeah yeah
1: It's so true because you can't give to others if you're struggling yourself Um, and other people find it difficult to talk, you know, because they're thinking, oh, I've lost my train of thought or they get emotional. Whereas one lady who I met, um, I suggested to her that she just email
2: Mm -hmm.
1: her line manager Yeah. Because she said she gets flustered. She got flustered then when yeah. she was coming over to see like how she was or returning back to work. And I said that you know why don't you explain mm-hmm. that your parents needed. You know your parents live quite a bit away from you. They're needing more uh, help. Yeah. You know an assistance. So it's typically that sandwich generation. Yes. Yeah. You know I'm I'm going through perimenopause where my children are now starting their yeah. hormonal journey yeah. yeah um and
2: it's different for for everyone yeah yeah definitely it is yeah and that I think that's the whole that's the whole conundrum isn't it with that with everything no no two people are the same yeah. but I think the more I keep going back to this education it's so important to educate and I know I know for me occasionally I'll, I've got the Davina book on the coffee table in the lounge and occasionally I'll pick up and I'll I just have another little look and I was looking at vitamins the other the other week last weekend about what vitamins I can take because even though I'm on the HRT I, I, I can't rely on that I, I, hopefully it's going to see me through until until the end but I was thinking what vitamins can I take to help me um to help the process as well and I just think it's that whole education piece and talking about it. That's the crucial thing. Yeah. The fact that a lot of businesses, I used to read stories about women that had just totally couldn't function at work and their employer had not been understanding. But now, whether it's because it's the law Mm -hmm. or whether it's because people are becoming more understanding, there's a lot more help. Available within the workplace, um, which I think well, I mean is
1: really I, good yeah, I think back to many years ago when I was a at early stage of my career, and you had colleagues who would have been, you know, wanting the window open, and you know it was a bit of a joke. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: The woman of a certain age. yes I know. And yeah,
2: I know. It's yeah. freezing
1: in here, yeah. and they're on and off with their coat or their cardigan. Yeah, and it's. I think we're just um, more aware now of that. It's it's not a laughing no no not right. yeah no. Um, and you know even with my children you know going to the toilet in school and then asking the teacher oh I need to go to the toilet again mm. and they're saying well you know you've just been yeah and, you know you can see and it was a male teacher and he said to me oh, she she went quite red. So I knew that something must have been up. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I said yes. She obviously had to come back and get a yeah um a product. Yeah, and then yeah, go Back to the toilet. Yeah, but it's it's again not having the confidence or the language. You know, again, early in my career in an open plan office, I remember putting my product up my sleeve. I <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, you do. Yeah, you yeah. do. So it was as if there's some shame. Yeah, yeah. But there isn't. So I think it starts really with children that it shouldn't be separately educated, no, no. you know, that the girls go off and find out what happens to them and the boys go yeah. into a different room and find out, you know, so we just, because it affects everyone. And I would have said that my husband was far more aware of my cycle. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was bearing the brunt of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, right. He knew that he would have just said, well, you know, there was just really a week and you would have been a nightmare yeah yeah
2: yeah I yeah. think I think more um I think more people are aware of of everything now and I don't think I'm certainly not afraid to say to to people at work oh I'm a woman of a certain age you know where I'm going you know mm-hmm. what I'm like or somebody said the other week about hormones i went, like, don't be talking to me about hormones I've I'm <laughs> you know I've 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 got the t-shirts and everything and we just have a laugh about it. I think that's important. But I think it's also recognizing that some people are still going through their early stages of not being diagnosed and therefore don't need to, um, don't need to, Mm -hmm. you know, don't want to, don't want to talk about it.
1: At that age, there can be a certain element of loss, loss for your... Absolutely, absolutely womanhood that... maybe empty nest children moving on that's and then right. with the likes of um in my situation that there were underlying needs yeah within the family that we actually weren't aware yeah. of so that was a journey in its in itself yeah yeah definitely and, definitely and that's a lot of people are saying oh it seems to be um you know everyone's getting diagnosed but you know with uh, but what, what um, when people go on then HRT sometimes if they're still struggling, then that's where you're getting like late diagnosis with women for ADHD yeah, yeah. ADD that it, that they are being treated with medication for their hormones but actually yeah they're they're not neurotypical so that's why they're having other challenges and it's nearly like a relief yeah then that people are
2: saying, oh well, so then I, I'm i just different yeah yeah you know whereas I yeah, feel like I've struggled yeah, my whole life yeah but there's it, the whole thing about that there's the whole thing still such still a lot to do isn't there yeah, um uh, but yeah. I think I think we have made great inroads in rows for mm-hmm. sure
1: yeah so let's keep the conversation going and um I think the more that we can be open because at you know in my early 40s I wouldn't have been aware that this no. was coming down the the track mm. you know I just um and, and I didn't know that actually menopause when you um you know you've you've had your last period mm. and 10 years has, has passed mm-hmm. um you know and because I was still getting my cycle would have been a very erratic yeah and then now on the medication it's you know yeah back so to it it, yeah never been you know this um, regular and so many days but it's just a matter now it's quite a bit to take in yeah in terms of so when do I put the patches on and you know the panic then last year on holiday when um you were swimming and then the patches were coming yeah, off yeah yeah then other the more you talk about it then some other people will say oh I use gel yeah because I go to the gym every day or I swim yeah. every day so the patches there's lots of options for me. out there yeah there? lots yeah, of options out no there. yeah yeah, it is. but until you you say you know uh, about that and then it's that um sometimes you you just can't see the wood for the trees because there are maybe so many other factors yeah. going on in your life at that moment yeah definitely um, and that's where I suppose being more mindful of your cycle your moods you know, that contemplation of, how, how has today been? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, were there you burst out crying in the car, yeah. you know, going back yes, to the start that's of our conversation. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um uh, I think yeah. we're done. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: We loved, loved, loved this recording and have listened back a few times already. It's a rich conversation, and we are so grateful to Michelle and Kathy for their generous contribution. You can, as always, find their details in the show notes, along with all the links and contact information. You'll also find links to some of the things they discussed and topics of interest. Stay tuned, because tomorrow we're releasing the second episode, which will pick up on some of the questions raised and try to answer them. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.